Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, and thanks for joining us on today's Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Teresa Curley. And I'm Blake Rudiman. Uh, good morning, everybody. And we're coming at you today from the studio here in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, it's kind of a brisk day this morning. A little brisk out there. You can really uh, feel the fall as, as you're walking into the office here. So uh, definitely um, with the leaves coming down and the, and the briskness, fall is here, Teresa. Crazy. <laughs> yes. It has flown so fast. But, you know, it's the month of October. And so today's show has a distinctly Marian theme. Um, October is the month of Our Lady of the Rosary. And we are going to be talking quite a bit about Our Lady of Fatima today. Um, but before we get started, would you like to lead us in prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for the gift of this day. We thank you for the gift of all of our listeners. Um, we thank you for just Real Presence Radio, for this opportunity to make you present in the homes and the vehicles, wherever people are today. Father, we ask you to anoint this time that you may be brought to your glory, that we may do it in service of you. And Mary, our mother, we, we ask you to sanctify our hearts, that you sanctify our prayers and present them to the throne of Christ. Mary, you know us so well and you want our good. We ask that you sanctify this time and, uh, and bring us purified to the throne of Christ. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Ignatius of Antioch. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. All right, well, our first guest is on the line, Father Bob Krantz of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, would you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Okay, yes. I, I'm a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I grew up in Howard, South Dakota, a small Catholic high school there, Graydon High School at that time, so that's way back. And, but... Um, I have been a priest now for 43 years, um, served throughout the diocese. I was at Westport in Leola for three years, over to um, Cranesburg and Waverly and Castlewood for 11-plus years. I was in Parkston for in uh, um, trip for 10 years. I was in... Um, Montrose and Humboldt for 15, and now I'm here at St. Mary's of Mercy in Alexandria, along with St. Martin of Tours in Emory and St. Stephen's of Bridgewater. That's kind of my review, okay? Wow, you've had a lot of different assignments over the years. Uh, how long have you been at St. Mary's? Just a year last July. So I'm still kind of new around here. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Father, we have you on today to chat about um, kind of a unique shrine, which is there in Alexandria. Um, could you tell us a little bit about this, what the shrine is? I'd be happy to, you know. Uh, for years, I've, I've known about it being in the areas, but the, uh, the work of Father Robert Fox for those years, and before that, he started his his efforts in his love for and devotion for the Blessed Mother and that of the of the um, Fatima cause. I'm sure I remember it from his Redfield time up there, and then the, his years here. Here he, he calls it the uh, shrine, but mid in mid America is what it's called. Mary in mid America hmm. here in Alexandria, the family. Fatima, Fatima Family Shrine, and it goes back. It, and he gets the tribute to it for his years here. I believe it was 1985 when he came to um, um, to Alexandria, and he was here until I think 2003 when he retired. And the impact of the um, message of uh, the Fatima event was big time here and still you know the marvelous response to that of the prayers through our lady of fatima her feast day on may 13th Mm. beautiful message for us as a world peace in places in the world and father was very quick to show some of that and here if you come to the shrine you'll find that for sure we have a beautiful shrine here dedicated to the, the, our, our Lady of Fatima. Beautiful messages in there of the three, of the four chapels that are there. It's interesting when you see people go from one to the next and while they pray the rosary. That's an experience I, I love to see. I get to see that once in a while mm. as the people are around. But then uh, the whole message starts way back for Father. He, he did a lot. He was in Portugal over there for times with visitations over there and brought the spirit of that to South Dakota and had um, landed here in Alexandria for much of his efforts here. The um, message and um, that comes through so powerfully, like you said, the month of October, the month of the Rosary. The Blessed Mother, her role in the Church and how powerfully it is exemplified here, along with also the crucifixion, the Eucharist, all played out in the in the settings that are here and in the church very well. And, oh yes, we'd have to say, too, across the street with the Carmelite sisters that have been here for 25 years. They celebrated their 25th this summer. I had the privilege of uh, sharing in that special day with them. But the Eucharist, the Eucharist, the Blessed Mother's Annunciation, all beautiful messages of the gift of our Catholic tradition and faith. That's awesome, Father. Like, why, you know, you see these shrines, you know, set up across the United States, across the world, and a lot of times. Why is that important um, for the faithful to have a shrine of something that's a place that's dedicated um, to Our Lady, to a specific saint. In this case, Our Lady of Fatima. 
Why is that so important for the faithful? Well, you know, sacramentals are big-time big things in our Catholic tradition, too, aren't they? But these are big ones, sacramentals, as I see it. And they, they mark out, you know, very, very powerfully and bring us recalling the message of our faith and all the aspects that beautifully unfold that of our faith. Mary, um, the yes that she gave and the gift of her son and the gift of church that we have today. And, you know, you mentioned St. Ignatius in, in your opening in one of the letters that was his, you know, he prayed for the Christian church and the Eucharist, mm. you know, putting all that together. And that that's the beautiful gift that Mary helped bring about. And Harold, I always say, you know, Mary will, draws us to her son. That's, that was her mission and how faithful she was in that, you know. Even in the Hail Holy Queen, the last verse, I think it's so powerful. And when our breath leads us, show us thy son, Christ Jesus. And that's, I think that's, that's Mary for us as Catholic people. Mm. That, that's awesome, Father. And I, uh, um, it's amazing how, how Mary does that. So when you see people come into this shrine, you know, you've only been there since July, as you said, so I know you're kind of new to the shrine, but you've definitely heard of it. You've, you've oh, yeah. uh, seen its growth. Um, and so what have you seen, what fruit has, have you seen in the people um, that, that are going to that? Oh, um, they, come with, uh, they come with an awareness of the gift of Mary and the gift of shrines. Um, much of our, we have two Two uh, signs out on the on the interstate. One about less than a mile on one side of the uh, exit, and the same on the other end. And it says, you know, the uh, Fatima Family Shrine next exit. And it's amazing the people that will stop, just go stop off right away. We we wanted to check it out. Yeah, that's and awesome. And it is. It's just surprising. I'm not saying we have lots and lots of numbers, but, you know, there's, you never know when there's a car or two pulling up, and yes, they're out there. Whether the Shrine of the Fatima is just one of the uh, beautiful exhibits out there for people to ponder. Um, but there are Lady of Fatima, big time for us. And then, with Father Fox, it didn't go just in a shrine outside, but it took it to the interior of the church, too. Mary, Mother of Mercy, and exemplifications in there, too. Well, one of them, I, I remember somebody saying, where, where do I go to see the church online? Where do I go to see that, um, um, oh, what do you call it, the corpus, the uh, full, oh, here, I'm, I'm sorry, adult cor corpus on the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, where do I go? Can I, can I get into the church? And they look look to that. They've heard about it. So mm -hmm. many ways in which to ponder, yeah, the, the gift of the Son of God through Mary. So beautiful. So, Father, what are some of the other features of the shrine? You mentioned that Our Lady of Fatima was only one of the things there. Oh, there's there's quite a few. I'm not sure I'll get them all for you <laughs> by sitting here. I could walk out and do that, too, but... Well, one of them that's really popular this day is, these days is the Pope John Paul, St. John Paul II. His is there with four uh, martyrs 
uh, sculpture, uh, I mean, uh, um, heads under the hair, I'm sorry, statue. But Maximilian Kolb and Miguel Pro, Blessed, Edith Stein, whose sister took the name Sister Teresa Benedicta. Mm-hmm. And it was a three of them there, one on each uh, corner of the base of it. And the other one was um, Blessed G- Dr. Gianna Mola from Italy in uh, A Martyr for the Unborn. And that's all spoken of at, at each of those uh, corners of the statue of St. John Paul II. And the, another was uh, one of the families I saw that we were so excited to come here. We didn't know we'd get to see a, a statue of St. John Paul II. Mm. We're from Poland. We're from Poland. Wow. <laughs> and and they, they were so proud of that as they were here. So that, <laughs> is, is that, that makes an impact on, on people. I know that. It definitely the Fatima does. One, yeah. The Fatima was does too in many ways. <laughs> well, here's a I know a great. I've used it in my homilies. My homilies get helped a lot by people who witnessed to me while they were around here. But a family that certainly knew the story of Fatima, and the little guy got out of the car with his. I was just walking out of the door at the office. Little guy he got out of the car with his two sisters and ran over there and started counting one, two, and he stopped. He was looking and looking, and finally they pointed to him. Go on the other side over there. Three. He was looking for Francesco. You know, it was just wow. a delightful thing. The little guy knew all that when he got out of the car. Isn't that? A tribute to a, a family oh, that they goodness. have that kind of formation at home. Definitely, I, yeah. It was powerful. Yeah, it's just really impressive. Convinced that you know it's all worthwhile what Father Fox and the parish have done in the past, Absolutely. and what we have to share with them today. So. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Father Bob Krantz of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're talking about the Fatima Family Shrine in Alexandria, South Dakota. And we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're just going to dive back into that and talk about some of the feedback from the pilgrims and how you can get involved. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. 
For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And Blake Ruderman. And before the break, we are speaking with Father Bob Krantz about the Fatima Family Shrine. And something that we were just kind of chatting about over the break was just how uh, significant it is that most of the saints at the shrine are modern-day saints. They're saints for our time. So we have uh, St. John Paul II, St. Edith Stein, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and they're there for a reason. You know, they're modern-day for a reason, but we don't see enough of them, I think. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I think that's a really powerful witness and just the wisdom of those that were, you know, creating the shrine, you know, to make that um, witness present to the pilgrims there. Um, you know, uh, St. Gianna, I think that's a great mm-hmm. witness in our time um, as well, but all bringing their own gifts uh, to the church in, in a real way. And for someone that almost can, when you're a pilgrim there going, you can remember maybe when they were alive and remember the impact that they're having. <laughs> yeah. and, and, now, and now in death, in eternity, um, the gift that they, that they are to the church as well. So that's awesome that they are showcased, if you will, uh, more so serve in service uh, to the pilgrims that are coming there. Absolutely. And Father, before the break, you shared with us a story about a family uh, who had visited the shrine and just you could see the uh, formation that the kids had had. You know, the little boy was counting the children of Fatima, trying to see which one was missing. Um, so could you share with us some more stories about how this shrine has impacted the people who visit? Well, there's just a lot of times that I could share, but let's see what some highlights. Again, I like, oh, I love it when I see young people involved in Dutchton. Little ones are like sponges, I tell my people. <laughs> you know, help them along, help them along. But another family came, and they were around there, around there, and another little guy, one of the lambs was there, and he ran over to the lamb, and he was just petting the lamb like everything. And <laughs> his mom saw that, and she called the couple kids over with him, and then for the picture, he had to jump up on the lamb. Just happy as, <laughs> you know, just he, he he enjoyed his time. It wasn't, oh, why are we here? You know, mm. there was something I'm sure he could get from that. And a family that would take the time again to do that. Really powerful. Some of the others um, I was amazed on. Um, 
from Sioux Falls, Holy Spirit Parish. They're sixth graders. Father Simple had a practice of bringing them here in the spring of their sixth grade, and they spent time, and they called ahead, and they could use the parish hall for lunch, you know, and the like. But um, they spent time in the church and out here, and then also they they celebrated the Eucharist over at the Carmelite uh, Chapel there. So the young people got an experience of, um, you know, the monastic life of the mm. Carmelite sisters, too. So then it, it, they... The location is so neat. Everything is within a block, mm. you know, and the sisters are right across the street. Wow. So when people come, if they see one, they've probably gone to the other, you know, if, if they're unaware of that. So, but that's, you know, for the young people to have the, that kind of a um, review of the Blessed Mother and Our Lady of Fatima, but all of the other things that go with it, too. I remember, too, Father Short from up at Redfield, his parish, they had a bus tour that they went to the cathedral and then had arranged to come back through here and spend some time and ask if I would visit with them for a while. That was enjoyable, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what comes, comes oh, to mind, Father, too, is, you know, with, with Christ's incarnation, he made the invisible visible, you know, and you're talking about, you know, the, the kids seeing these statues and seeing these visual things, you know, seeing these beautiful things. Um, that's so important to us as, as Catholics and Christians, isn't it? To, to see, to see things, to have it inform our faith. And we can do that because God became man. You know, he, he made right, the invisible right. visible. Um, maybe speak a little bit about that of like just how, how important that is that we have these places of pilgrimage um, that are that are beautiful, that, you know, you can see. How is, especially for children, how important is that to have, you know, things that they can see, touch, uh, and, and smell, if you will? <laughs> oh, I think it is. As I mentioned before, you know, that your sponge at that age, I remember a family coming one time to tell and see me, and they, they had a third, fourth, and a three-year-old, fourth, and four-old, and five-year-old. And as a um, I'd had their wedding and all that in their another parish, and they said, "Just a second, kids, you're going to tell Father the, your prayers." And they were able to do the Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. Mm-hmm. And the parents didn't even know the kids knew those. <laughs> they were surprised. But Mom, on her way to work, always had the rosary in. They had to drive about 13 miles. Mm-hmm. It was, a, you know, it was a natural thing. It wasn't just taught. Well, then I I passed that test and go on. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is really important. I find, if I can say this, in my own, I see this shrine that I found ways to use that for our local. You know, we just take it for granted around here, you know, the events. But with our religious ad, CRE, to get them out there once in a while to one of the shrines as a part of their program, we just had confirmation a week ago, Sunday. And for the retreat, something I've always done, but I didn't have the privilege of this, I would always have, they were 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, but um, they would um, have a session where each one individually would have the guide for, uh, guidelines for praying a rosary, and 
I would have them do that alone to make sure they knew how to do it. They couldn't say they never prayed a rosary alone. But the beautiful part, the group could come out, the small group could come out to the shrine and be able to sit there and pray their rosary right out there with with the Blessed Mother out in the open. And we had a beautiful day for that. And we also have the stations of the cross outside. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know, and there was another option. But um, we, I need to help to use our um, sacramentals for our own people even more than I do. So, Father, um, what a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, what I'm curious about is uh, you've been a priest for 43 years with a bunch of different parish assignments. So I'm just curious, um, what is this assignment like for you? Um, I know you're at a parish, but with a shrine and so many pilgrims uh, right nearby, has that impacted uh, your priesthood or your faith life at all? Oh, I, yes, I know it has. And I didn't realize that when I got here that that would be the situation. But to see another great example of this older couple, it was colder. You said it was cold up there, but the lady was just wrapped around her head and everything, but they stood out here in the cold and prayed the whole rosary, and then they ended up over at the stations, all over the stations, and that man genuflected and knelt at every station, and it was so hard for him to do. But mm. talk about inspiration that was for me. I never met them. I don't always interrupt people out there, you know, right. when I see that. But I just waved at them, and that was it. But what a time. Mm. Yeah, you, I mean, so, that devotion, I'm sure, as a as a uh, spiritual father, and just as the community of believers, to see that devotion in another person, I mean, that's the work of evangelization, right? To um, yeah. someone bearing witness to what Christ is doing in them, what what Our Lady is doing, how Our Lady is leading them to Christ, and how that kind of like, you know, maybe I have to you know, step up my game a little bit, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and it's good, uh, uh, holy evangelization through their actions. And that's probably a gift to, to the city of Alexandria in a way. I mean, there's people that are probably non-Catholic that are seeing this all the time. And they're like, what? What is going on there? You know, what's, uh, it might, you know, make them see um, something, something's going on. I can't explain it. I don't know what it is, but there, there's something good here. One of the things that sometimes happens, and it's not uncommon, that they see you when they come in. Uh, you know, maybe you use the facilities and the like. But they, sometimes, Father, do you have time? I'd like to go to confession. <laughs> you know, putting it all together, and isn't that beautiful uh, uh, conversion mm-hmm. to be able to have that happen and the privilege to be available to them. Not a problem at all. Always a privilege there. Mm-hmm. So but, beautiful. So, Father, is the shrine open all year, or are there like special times that um, pilgrims should try to come? Okay. It, it, it's all open. It's all out in the open. There's nothing yet, but the snow will be there, you know, or whatever. <laughs> of course, yes. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, they can come anytime and see it. We have it lit up in the evening until about 11 or 12. And, um, yes, it's, the shrine is wide open, and nothing is enclosed so that you can't see it by just driving through or walking up to it. Mm. The church 
like it will be closed in the you know overnight. Okay. But um, there's 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 beautiful things there too. You know, I remember another a powerful one that man with his a young man with his grandma came through, and I happened to be walking through. And anyway, when it ended up for ten or twenty minutes, it had to be in the aisle in the church. The young man, nineteen, talked and talked and talked, and how hurt he had been. But you know about the relationship with his dad and all that. But when it all, and he told me I could share this. I said they're not from this area, these areas at all. They will never be back this way. He said. So, <laughs> but anyway, when he finished, I asked him about that. But the last thing he did with tears running down his face, father. How can I help and make sure that my dad gets to heaven? Mm. And the hurts that were there, but that's what he had on his mind. How can what? How can I? What can I do to make sure my dad gets to heaven at nineteen? Talk about a, a caring person about the soul of another. I what an impact that had on me to see a kid that age do that. Another was from Ukraine. The couple was. They had moved here 16, 17 years ago, and you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Our prayers so often these days, and two years, two sons, um, 16 and 14, they were over here, and I even went down the other way around because of their devotion by this. You could just see the prayer life that was going on there. And I did meet up with them later in the church, and they said that they'd come from Ukraine, and this was their first vacation, they said. We're free now. Evidently, they had gone through all the hoops of citizenship, and they were out going around and seeing other areas. We're on vacation. What great prayer life they had. So, so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Father, and sharing about the shrine. Um, If you want to check it out, you can go to mmscatholic.org slash Fatima Family Shrine. What now? How did you say that? mmscatholic.org slash Fatima Family Shrine. Well, we have to let you go, Father, but thank you so much for your time today, and God bless your work. Thank you for your uh, ministry. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Well, stay tuned. Our next guest, we're going to be talking about a different apparition of Our Lady, so stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.